Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm George Lizos, spiritual teacher, psychic killer, and number one best-selling author. It wasn't long ago that I was stuck in a soul-draining job held back by fears and limiting beliefs that stopped me from following my purpose and making a positive impact in the world. Fast forward past many hours of inner work and lessons learned, I now write books and teach courses to help you find and follow your purpose too. I created the Lit Up Lightworker podcast to empower you with simple, actionable, step-by-step spiritual tools and practices to overcome what holds you back and light up the world. If you're a spiritual seeker yearning for a more soulful and purposeful life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. 
Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, let me remind you that my third book, Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing and cutting cords, is now available to order globally on Amazon. In the book, you'll learn powerful practices to cleanse, shield and strengthen your energy. Specifically, you'll get to cut cords to toxic relationships, remove psychic daggers of attack and other negative energy attachments, and even learn how to effectively protect your energy online. And when you order the book, you also get the Psychic Scanning Online Workshop for free, during which I'll guide you to turn on your psychic vision and scan your body for all types of energy attack so you can clear them. And you can visit protectyourlightbook.com to get all the details. Also, be sure to download one of my free guides in the description of this episode that will guide your spiritual journey. You'll find guides on finding your purpose, developing your intuition, and protecting your energy. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe and leave me a five-star review that's going to be so helpful to letting others discover it too. In today's episode, we're talking about healing generational stereotypes. And I want to start with a question like I do usually. How much of you do you think is truly yours? In other words, how many of your beliefs, your job, your interests, choices, lifestyle, and even your personality are truly an authentic expression of who you really are, of your soul? Now, your immediate answer to this question will probably be, I am 100% myself. But don't be too quick to say this. Here's why. We live in systems. We live in family systems, ancestral systems, generational systems, and past life systems. Our existence within these systems automatically affords us with a set number of characteristics, beliefs and lifestyle choices that we haven't consciously chosen. Instead, we were either born or conditioned into them. A big part of the healing journey is to identify and break away from these stereotypes so we can progressively be more aligned to our authentic soul expression. And by the way, I have an on-demand online workshop called Ancestral Healing, during which you can heal such ancestral wounds and conditioning. And you can go to georgelizos.com to get all the details. In this week's episode of the podcast, I talked to Tia Johnson all about overcoming generational stereotypes and breaking away from these generational systems. Generational systems inform the way we think, dress, and express ourselves. They influence what we choose to study, the kind of jobs we do, and the way we relate to others in the world. Personally, I first realized how much I was limited by such generational stereotypes when my dad passed away a couple of years ago. Within a year of his passing, I changed the way I dressed, dyed my hair blonde, and I got to piercings. I hadn't realized the control that my dad's opinion of me and expectations had on me until he was no longer in the picture. And in that moment, I was awakened to so many other generational stereotypes that I was subjected to and consciously worked to releasing them. So get ready to do some of that work as well in this episode. In this episode, you'll learn a process of identifying your own personal generational stereotypes, how to heal them and release them so you can be yourself, ways of dealing with other people's resistance to these choices, 
and how to create strong boundaries to protect and honor your authenticity. When you're done listening to the episode, make sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let us know how you enjoyed it. Enjoy this episode with Tia Johnson. Tia Johnson mentors spiritually centered people break free from society's obsolete and oppressive lifestyle standards to crack the code of their spiritual gifts, heal, reconnect with the goddesses, and live their truth to create the magical life of their desires. Tia does this by providing intuitive insights, certified spiritual healing practices, and lifestyle strategies through masterminds, summits, and retreats. Tia, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Hello, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so happy to have you here to chat about overcoming and breaking generational stereotypes, especially when it comes to living our dreams because they seem to be holding a lot of people back from going for what they want. But before we get there, I want to hear a little bit about your journey. What has been your journey to breaking, busting through these stereotypes and following your desires and living your magic? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. And it involves building blocks. That's how I best explain what I've done. So it involves a lot of deprogramming, a lot of understanding origin stories. For example, growing up, I used to watch so many Western uh, rerun shows and just other things like that. And sometimes the representation isn't there. So it involves just a lot of reading. So what I've been doing over the years is understanding the source of why we do the things that we do and why we have certain limitations. So what I found is that a lot of the things that have been oppressed over the years are the very things that are the strength, the knowledge, that sense of purpose. So that's really in a nutshell what has been for me is just to go back to the origin as we were discussing right before uh, recording, just going back and understanding, you know, visiting certain places. So it's really been that building block of understanding and looking at certain taboos as well. Is it really a taboo or did it get a smear campaign? So that's been my journey over the years. So let's talk a little bit, let's define the terms so that people understand exactly how those generational stereotypes affect us. Can you please just define what they are and how we can start seeing them within us and in the world? Oh, for sure. So for example, some generational stereotypes, and we can use, let's, let's focus on, for example, culture, tattoos, and since my hair is purple, things like that. So sometimes generational stereotypes involve having this extreme, clean cut, only operating in the world a certain way. So that way you can be accepted by the masses. And unfortunately that, uh, that results in us suppressing so much within. So for me, I had to overcome that and think, okay, I'll get one tattoo. And it's like, okay, no one said anything. Okay, cool. <laughs> then you, you take another step and another step. So it shows up in for with the with the tattoos. A lot of cultures, tattoo is a rite of passage. So we have that. We have the clean cut look. It depends, yes, on your profession, but again, that's something that can hold people back. So if I were to define it, I would say that the generational stereotypes involve sometimes a form of protection because it's act this way, be this way, so you can be accepted, so you can get the job, so you can, you know, go certain places. And it also has to do with that this is how it must be. 
So those gen generational stereotypes is really involved that cookie cutter, this is how it must be, also sometimes protection so we can navigate in the world. Oh my goodness, that was so powerful for me to hear because I realized that I had been dealing with this my entire life, but even when I thought I had stopped dealing with it and I overcame it and I didn't care what people thought, I found out I still did. It was just so subversive, I didn't even know it. Uh, like, let me give you an example. I come from a very small island in the Mediterranean. So with small communities in general, small towns, small countries, it's more intense. So people expect you to be a certain way. They expect you to feed those specific stereotypes. So right. in Cyprus, for example, certain occupations are acceptable as you're smart, such as you're an accountant, you're a doctor, you're an architect, if you're creative, anything else you do, you're dumb. And then the way you dress, all guys, they wear a white shirt with black jeans. I'm like, I'm not that person. So for a long period of time, I also tried to fit in. And eventually I broke free, etc. But two years ago, when my dad passed away, I know it, this will sound bad, but it, 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 it's not when you understand the basis of it. I felt liberated in the, because my dad never accepted the fact that I was gay. So when he was gone, I never had to curb my gayness <laughs> and the way that I wanted to express myself and the way that I wanted to dress or do so. A month or three months later, I dyed my hair platinum blonde. This is a new thing for me. Love it, by the way. Thank you. And I got a, like a nose piercing that I always wanted to do, but I held back. And tomorrow, I'm getting another ear piercing. As you said, you start with one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're like, ooh. I like the freedom of this. Let me just express myself a little bit more. So I'm very interested in hearing how are these generational stereotypes preventing us from following our purpose and living our magic? Wow, that is just such a beautiful and deep question. It prevents us because we feel as though we can't show up as ourselves and live our truth. And I remember reading about an actress, um, in a show back in the day is called Night Court. And she is a lesbian. And she, her, her mom asked her not to uh, be public about it because she was afraid for her. So we see these things that it's, I want to live my truth, but it's so multi-layered. So sometimes it's, we had to do things in private. Sometimes it's, if I speak up, will my friends leave me? So it holds us back from being able to be seen and heard in so many different ways. And also being able to justify who we are. Sometimes we do have to take that stance. Every now and then someone would ask me, do you know what your tattoo symbolizer means? Yes, but if I didn't, are you going to pay for the laser removal? <laughs> you know. So it's also about being able to take that stance and back up what you believe you should, or the way you should act or live. For example, you know, my hair is not naturally purple, but this feels natural for me. It doesn't mean that I don't like my naturally dark brown hair. It means that creative side of me was just begging to come out. And I was the kid in school who was doodling all along my notebook, but then I had to stop because my notebook was getting checked. Our notebooks got graded. That's crazy. So you see all these things that just hold people back from their creative essence, from speaking up. And it's a domino effect because if someone can't be creative, they can't be expressive, 
then in the workforce, they're more likely to not say anything. In a relationship, they're more likely not to say anything. They can't be that creative force because of those setbacks. So that's a huge thing. Once you're creative, you're free. No one can tell you what you can or cannot do because you have seen the other side of that. And that's what it really boils down to. Gosh, you're speaking to my heart right now. And that domino effect you you talked about, that's so true. Because when you think about it, our physical body is our spiritual vessel. It's a vessel that our spirit showed chose to express itself in this incarnation. And I feel that in the spiritual community, a lot of the times we bash the our physicality and are like, oh, we're one. We're all connected. It's all spirit. Our body is not important. But it is important because it's our vessel. It's what carries us. And it's all interconnected. Our physical body, our personality, our ego is as spiritual as source because it's an expression of that. So if we block part of that expression, then it's a domino effect and it blocks our worthiness, our sense of worthiness, our ability to show up for our beliefs, to stand up in relationships, to follow our purpose, to put our desires out into the world, to create, to expand. It's so true and it's so embedded into our society we don't even realize it because it's just the norm. So speaking about that, since it's the norm and it's so embedded into the world, how do we identify that we are dealing with generational stereotyping? Oh, yeah, I love this question. So the more we involve ourselves with a diverse environment, the more we understand the different dynamics. For example, I grew up in South Philly, so it's very much just a few demographics of people. And then when I got to high school, I learned about more people. I mean, I see it on the news, you know, different countries and we learn about it. But when you actually interact with people and you hear their story, and their experiences, it makes so much sense. And you think, wow, I really like how that person has their hair or how they carry themselves. That resonates with me. So it's also about getting out of a certain environment. And if you can't leave your, your city, your state, your country, we have this beautiful thing now called YouTube and Google and Instagram, and you can connect with so many beautiful souls virtually. So the more you just get out there and again, just focus on those building blocks, the more you're going to attract your community to help you understand, wait a minute, that's not for me. I never liked that anyway. And also you're going to dive a little bit into shadow work. <laughs> you can't get around the shadow work, but ju just to start off, just have a diverse group of friends and diverse environment. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I love that. And I'm enjoying from my own experience. Growing up, I was very shielded. It was a small community. I went to a private English school. I was interacting with the same kind of people. And then all I saw was the, stereoty- the stereotyping all around me. And it wasn't until I went to study to university in the UK and I was exposed to a wide variety of people that I'm like, oh my God, there is this entire world that's so different from me that I wasn't aware of. And that's when I... First of all, I, I came out of the closet. I started accepting myself and embracing my creativity and started dyeing my hair and experimenting with everything. So liberating indeed. But even like years later, like two years ago, with the Me Too, the Black Lives Matter movement, I re- I felt embarrassed as to how unaware I was of that uh, that injustice happening all around the world. And I just sat and I watched the documentary and I read the books and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so much to learn when we're just inquisitive and when we're curious and when we put in the effort to get out of our comfort zone. And then, as you said, we get triggered. And those triggers are doorways to our traumas. <laughs> and then you do the shadow work and we go deeper. And I'm like, okay, something to heal. So speaking of healing, how do we start healing them? Because we, we face resistance. Let's say I, you decide to, to do your hair uh, purple and then you have your family who's very stereotypical be like, you know what, no, that's not acceptable. How do we overcome that resistance and the fear of being alone and the fear of being rejected and start healing that generational stereotyping? Yes, man. I, I love how also you talked about not knowing certain things and when we are on this path, you're not going to know everything. Because I learned some things too that I was just like, wow, I did not know that was still a thing or that even happened. So when it comes to dealing with that fear of loneliness and stepping out, the one thing I would say is because I was scared too. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm talking about goddesses. People are going to think I'm crazy. Some police is going to come and lock me up is you really have to look at it as twofold. If you don't grow, if you don't give yourself that chance, you absolutely know what's going to happen. It's going to get worse. It's going to leave you stuck in a certain situation. For example, once I started really focusing on myself, like even more, and there's multiple layers to it, I dropped weight just like that. Like, just like that. And of course it was scary at first to put yourself out there, but it, it goes back to the building block. So start off with something that you love to do. So when my grandparents passed, I was just a wreck. And I thought, how can I understand what's going on right now? Because I was so close to them and nothing made sense at the time. Back in the day, it was a show called The Montel Williams Show. And on Wednesday, Sylvia Brown would be on the show. And she's a psychic medium. She has since passed. So I thought Sylvia must know. So I started to read more of her books because I love to read. And it led me to something else and something else. And I was listening to your podcast earlier where you were talking about chakras. I started off learning about uh, crystals and chakras and things like that. So start with the thing you love. If you love to paint, start painting. And then you'll learn more about yourself. And you may then somewhere. You may go to an art museum or gallery or whatever exhibit 
and you'll have your artwork there and someone will come up to you and start asking you questions about it and you get a little bit more confident and a little bit more confident. So start with what you love to do, but keep in mind so you don't go back, you know what's going to happen if you go back and don't change. It's only going to get worse. It shows up in the physical and people are going to continue to take advantage of you and keep you in that box. So focus on what you love and build from there. It's just taking one step at a time, right? And just trusting ourselves and trusting the journey. And I remember when my, my passion has always been, apart from spirituality, was musical theater. I sing, I act, I dance. But for my entire life, I kept hearing other people and my mom, uh, for example, my parents, just, just downplay the importance of the arts, downplay the importance of performing. Oh, this is just like for jokesters, like... Uh, you're gonna, it's going to make people laugh. That's not important enough. So I went and I did the degrees they wanted me to do. I went to university. I did a master's degree in business management. I did all the stuff that in my mind would give me the acceptance that they needed. And these, you know, the, over the past three years, I found myself, that part of me that I had repressed, that performance side of me, started knocking on my door again. And they're like, he was like, I want to be heard. <laughs> I want front stage. I want to sing. I want to dance. I want to act. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> our purpose is multidimensional. Our purpose, our mission, yes, is to do one thing in this world. But at the same time, that thing, that mission can be fulfilled through different expressions. So books and podcasts and my spirituality is one expression. But why not singing? Why not acting? So now I'm singing on my YouTube videos. I have like a musical theater. Now I'm, I'm starting drama school <laughs> in soon. So I'm bringing that side of it in. It's it's And you know what? It took me that long. I wrote three books to realize this about myself. So imagine how embedded it is into our psyche that it's so hard for people to see that. But like you said, it starts with taking one step and keep on taking that one step and then it takes you down the path and down the line, it grows momentum and then eventually you get there. So how do we heal our ancestors? For example, when we take a stand and be ourselves and express our full creative selves authentically, we challenge those around us. They, they feel, we, we feel the resistance, they make it angry because we reflect back to them what they can do. Like when I dyed my hair and I walk into the streets with a sea of men with black hair because they're afraid to express themselves, I see so much judgment. Like they the women love it, okay? But the men, they just stare judgmentally. They're like, how dare you be yourself? How dare you not suppress yourself like we all do? <laughs> like that, that, that kind of feeling. So how do we inspire others is what I'm trying to say to change. And can we and should we? Yeah. One thing my papa would say is you never know who's watching you. And so when we do things like that, and it's, it's also twofold. I mean, we can look at it in multiple layers, but having the boundaries and also surrendering, having the boundary of, I know I can't have certain conversations with certain people. I know that certain people are going to judge me so I can love those people from afar. That could mean visiting them for a couple of hours and leaving, you know, have these metrics set up to protect your peace. And then that surrendering of knowing that some people will never accept it. But that's okay because the more you continue to step out, you're going to attract your community. 
you are going to create this new reality for yourself. And people notice that. There have been so many times where early on in my business, I thought, oh man, no one's liking my polls, no one's commenting. And then I would see people in person and they'll say, that post spoke to me and it helped me and I spoke up. And I'm thinking, so a lot of times this path is personal for a lot of people. So anyone listening, don't ever think what you are doing is falling on uh, like a downhill slope of no one acknowledging it. Don't think that you're not an inspiration because trust me, you are. And I don't care if it's, I had my nails red, for example. I remember the first time I wanted to paint my nails red because it's my favorite color. And I was told, oh no, like prostitutes get their nails. Like, I'm like, what? Who said that? Like, who, who made red such a taboo color? But I did it anyway. And I tell you what, people love it. They're like, oh my gosh, I want to get my nails done in the cat eye and things like that. So do that one thing and put that, that vibe out there that I am going to attract the right people to me. I surrender knowing that I am not for some people. I say sometimes I am your shot of tequila <laughs> or vodka because vodka is my drink, you know, and, and the people who judge you, sometimes they do come around because they have to go through that deprogramming process themselves. And it's hard sometimes, sometimes it costs them their job, you know, to, to really show up as who they are. And it's sad. You think that we are so far along and we are in many ways, but in certain corners of the world, it, it, it's, it comes at a high price for people. And sometimes that's too much for them. So we just have to love them from afar and practice our boundaries, whatever those boundaries look like for you. That uh, sense of community, I feel, is so important for people. And I think what prevents people from following their, their, their creativity and being who they are is the fear of what if I'm alone? What if my friends leave me? What if my, my family disowns me or something like that? But as you said, we start attracting people who are like us. And I just want to encourage everyone, anyone, anyone listening to this who feels this, there are online communities both Tia and I, we have online communities of like-minded people who are not going to judge you, who will encourage you, who will love you exactly as you are. So feel free to reach out to either Tia or me and we can direct you to the right places because it's, it's, you have this life to live and enjoy and be yourself and the world needs who you are exactly as you are with all your um, flying rainbowy colors. <laughs> so my final question, Tia, is... If you could go back to your, I don't know, teenage self or the part of yourself before you learned this, before you decided to express your creativity, what would you tell yourself now, back then? Wow, what would I tell myself? It's a tough I, question. I always, they, people, when, yeah. when they ask me this question, I'm like, how do I answer this? What would I tell myself? But yeah, like, I find the answers very interesting that people give. I would say uh, to explore more. When I was a kid, I would sit outside during the summertime with my grandmother and neighbor. We would call stooping it up. We would just sit on the steps at nighttime during the summer. And I would just look at the stars. And I used to think, <laughs> I used to think back then, do angels flap their wings all night long because there are no clouds? So I used to watch the Care Bears. So Care Bears, they live in the clouds. And I would just want to explore more. And I, I was young, so I couldn't do certain things. So I would tell myself 
when I was younger that once you got the chance to, to just go, because even when I became a young adult, the friends who I were with at the time, none of them wanted to travel, leave the country. And sometimes I would travel with my pop pop to different counties in Philadelphia and things like that. But uh, I felt like I couldn't do it because no one else wanted to do it. And it wasn't until years later where when I met who ended up becoming my best friend, we were traveling all over the place. So I would just say, just explore more. You don't need a whole bunch of people. You don't need a group. You don't, you can do it on your own. Just stay aware, have discernment, practice some common sense. I even, I love learning different languages. That's one of the things I want to take back up again. So I used to, uh, I had, I took French, I took Spanish, I took Italian at one point. So I would say also learn more languages early on and explore more because I get fueled when I'm creative, when I'm not writing, when I'm not doing anything, especially writing. But if I'm not writing or reading or creating, I just feel like I'm not living life. So I would just say explore more, travel more. You can do it on your own. You don't need a crew, but you will find your crew in the process. I love that. I think solo traveling is such a spiritual experience because when we take our our energy and we put it into a different city or country, we expose ourselves to a whole different type of energy that just brings stuff up. And also like uh, learning a language. I never thought about it that way because I've been passionate about learning Spanish and I'm fluent in Spanish now after 15 years of like taking classes, etc. And I'm realizing how... Um, how more you become when you learn a different language because you are sort of encouraged to learn their customs and exactly. certain phrases and how they mm -hmm. speak and how they describe and talk about things. And then you compare, okay, we speak about, we have like, for example, in, in Greek, we have so many words for love. Whereas in English, for example, it's just love. And I'm like, hmm, so there's a different flavor of that of love, love. Or when you learn uh, Spanish, they, they talk about te quiero, which means I love you, but also te amo, which is also I love you, but it's a different type of I love you. I'm like, hmm. Like, it's so interesting how yes. learning, as you said, and exploring changes you. Oh, my goodness, Tia. Thank you so much for this conversation. I absolutely loved it. And I'm sure people watching or listening have loved it as well. Can you please let everyone know how they can get in touch with you and work with you? Absolutely. So I am, well, I practically live on Instagram these days. I'm at cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess. And my website is tiamariejohnson.com. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. All the links will be in the show notes below for everyone to access and wishing you a lovely rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before you go, make sure to grab your free workbook to find your life purpose at georgelizos.com forward slash life purpose. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.